Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. privilege today to welcome to Song of the Soul, Annabella Wood. She'll be sharing the music she's created over the past decade and a half in between her life as a long-haul trucker and a restorer of houses. Annabella has produced six albums and joins us today on the mend from a simple surgical operation which turned life-threatening. Welcome, Annabella, to Song of the Soul. Thank you very much, Mark. I'm glad to be talking with you here. How's your energy level doing? How's your health at the moment? I am definitely in a state of recovery. It's an exciting time. Feeling better every day. This is just a brief episode that you've just gone through. In the bigger picture, you've been diagnosed with cervical cancer. It hasn't metastasized. You're doing okay from that point of view. You're not feeling beleaguered. No, no, I'm I'm definitely uh, going to live beyond this episode. It's just fascinating to watch the mind as death does come close in in other ways through the cancer. It's just a it's just a really fascinating process. In the background, you can hear my cat. <laughs> she has dementia, and she's like an old person in an old folks' home, and just every once in a while screams out. So her name is Backway. How do they diagnose a cat with dementia? <laughs> she's a she's just a fascinating cat and just keeps living on. I don't know what to say about that. So you're feeling okay? You're recovering from your operation last week. When you're done with your recovery, what do you go and do? What's your day job? 
Well, my day job right now, I work at Home Depot at one of their pro desks, helping contractors get their projects together, helping homeowners that have big projects figure out how to get it done. And I love that job. I love everything to do with building buildings. That's my day job. My hobby is rebuilding buildings. Are you doing it to the house you're in, or is it other houses? I just finished rehabbing a house that I bought at auction. I put it on the market the day before I went into the hospital. It's a lovely, lovely process. I like to take the building and feel the spirit of it and uh, try to bring that spirit out in the rehab process. It seems to me that the work that we love to do is part of our spirit journey. Can you fill me in a bit about the rest of your spiritual journey? And we'll hit more of it as you go through your songs, I'm sure. But where would you start from? I wanted to be a truck driver since I was a very little girl. Truck driving was my aspiration. I don't know where that came from. My parents were both educators. But when I was 14, I called the truck driving school that said that they could make anyone a truck driver. And the lady sent me the paperwork. (laughs) And uh, when I was 18 years old, I attended the school, got my license, and I drove a truck for the next 27 years. I really enjoyed it did all different kinds. I did some local driving where I was home every night. I did some cross-country, owned my own rig for quite a while. Toward the end, had my own trucking company, which was extremely profitable. However, when my last mile was driven, I just knew it. I knew I was done. It was time to get off the road and move on to something else. That was when I went to college at uh, Bryn Mawr, which was another lifelong dream that I wanted to fulfill. Why Bryn Mawr? Bryn Mawr is where my mother went. I just adore my mother. She's a very independent woman. She lives her own life. I've always looked up to her. My dad, who's from Harvard, would refer to her as a Bryn Mawr woman whenever she did something that he didn't agree with, but she went ahead and did it anyway. And I thought that was really cool. I wanted some of that Bryn Mawr spirit. So I take it that part of your spirit is an uppity woman spirit. Indeed. I like to do things the way that I want to do them. Uh, If I'm going to make mistakes, I want them to be my mistakes. I do learn from others, but at the same time, one of the things that I just dislike doing is to give in to somebody else's idea and then find that I should have followed my own heart. Following my own heart is one of my daily goals, and it's ongoing. I guess women who do that are often called uppity. In the best sense of the word. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit about your religious, spiritual. I think I've got some flavor of your parents. What was the household you were raised in? Where'd you go from there? I was raised in a Quaker environment. First eight years of my life, we lived on the East Coast in New York, Poughkeepsie, New York. Went to Poughkeepsie meeting. That was definitely my formative religious background. We moved to California in 1968 and had very little Quaker influence from that point on. And I've never ventured very far away from Quaker, but I'm also at the same time not very sure exactly what Quaker is, (laughs) because I learned it straight from my parents, and I'm not sure what the official version is. But I'm always re-exploring my religious beliefs. My belief system is constantly under construction, and certainly this bout with cancer has reopened all of those questions. So it's all being re-explored another time again. You know, a lot of people, as soon as they hear cancer, they think of death, which is maybe not terribly surprising. It's one of the things that we have less grasp on than other diseases. So it might seem to some people that it's quite a contrast that the first song that you've selected for your Song of the Soul is called Life. 
Hmm. Tell me about this one. Oh, my. Interestingly, I think that death gives life its value. If we were immortal, I don't think that we would enjoy our lives very much at all. They would become very mundane. We would always have time to do whatever it is later. But because of death, life becomes very valuable and very beautiful and highly, highly special. This cancer, though the cancer itself would not have killed me, I did nearly die from the surgery for the cancer because of complications. So you never know how far away it is. It's always right there. It makes every day so special. And the song Life just sort of embodies all of that for me. It's written by a friend of mine, Kirtana. Actually, I don't know Kirtana personally, but I do know her through using this song. And she's very gracious, very kind. And her writing is just wonderful. If you like the words and music to this song Life, then uh, check out some of Kirtana's albums. This is really a optimistic and... Uh a life-embracing, and I guess all that life sends song. Some of the lines that struck me, dance when the coals are burning hot and forget them when they're not. Indeed. Yes, I was in the hospital all week this week with excessive bleeding that the doctors couldn't figure out where it came from and could not stop. And there's a dance to all of that. There's a dance to, first off, deciding to not give up. Secondly, deciding that the fear has value. The dance of losing one's great love and being able to move on in the belief that love will come again. These are all dances. When we learn to dance with them, they become something that we can move through with more joy than when we're not dancing. That's a beautiful way to introduce it. The song is Life. It's written by Kirtana, performed by Annabella Wood and Bobby Bush, collectively known as Sweet Spirit. Life is a very great place to be If you don't mind mystery And you can keep an open mind And dance when the coals are burning hot And forget them when they're not And just move with the energy And revel in the sunshine when it's on your face sweet place to be if you don't mind company and a little bit of pain sometimes for we are connected at the source life will take its course and lead us into unity I feel a family growing based on love and trust there's such a flock of angels watching over us That I feel a hope I've never felt That the hardest rocks will melt And a new landscape will come in view For earth when in love and light and grace We begin to take our place And each do what we came to do It doesn't have to be the way it's always been We can break the patterns now and start again In love, it's a 
very sweet place to be If you don't mind harmony And you can keep an open heart And dance when the coals are burning hot And forget them when they're not And just move with the energy of life La 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 In love La 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 Life That was life performed by Sweet Spirit, which is part of a, a coalition that performed together, uh, including my guest, Annabella Wood, who's sharing her song of the soul today. Can you tell me a little bit about Sweet Spirit? Sure. I've always been a writer of songs and uh, started out in country bars performing there, and all of a sudden songs about God started pouring through. I didn't really know what to do with that. I couldn't exactly sing them in the bars, so I put them all on a tape for posterity's sake. They were good songs, but I, I felt like God had made a mistake sending them to me. It was actually these songs which streamed through me that got me on a spiritual path for my soul. My partner at the time, Bobby Bush, uh, was also an excellent singer, and she was very interested in these songs. They had special meaning to her. The songs continued to pour through. Uh, Sweet Spirit formed in 1986, and we performed until 2002. We cut three cassette albums and three CD albums while we were singing together. We traveled all over the country. Bobby learned how to drive trucks with me. We traveled all over the country. We sang at Course in Miracles meetings, New Thought churches of various kinds, Unity uh, religious science, Unitarian, just wherever we were pointed in that direction, we would go and show up with our guitar and our voices. And it was really a very exciting couple of years there. Are you both instrumentals, guitars, and or other instruments? No, I'm the one with all the musicianship, and Bobby's got the voice. She sings melody, and I harmonize for the most part. I also have a wonderful voice. My own sound is a little bit different and we'll be hearing that later on in the show. You were a truck driver. I do not think of truck drivers as singing the kind of music that you're going to share with us today. And you said that, you know, no longer we're going to sing in bars. Tell me about the ethos, the the spirit of a truck driver's life or community or whatever, because I assume you there's a kind of community amongst truck drivers. Well, there certainly is. CB Radio, I think, was a huge builder of community on the road in that you could meet people. You would never even see them sometimes, but you would ride with them for hours on end talking on CB Radio, and you would get to know these people, and you would meet them over and over and over again out on the road. It's it's a whole different type of community. There's huge faith in the truck driving community. And my guess is because we all know that there's nobody out there watching out for us except for us, and somebody's doing something that is taking care of us beyond anything we could do. And I think that that grows a lot of the faith among truck drivers. You can't name it Christian or Muslim or or Buddhist, but it's just a very, very strong faith. 
Could you talk about your religious faith? Boy, I, I wouldn't even know how to pin mine down. Other than New Thought, as close as I can get to naming it something. And one reason it's hard for me to pin it down is because it's always changing. For a while, while I was with Bobby Sue, I really thought that uh, I had figured out what life was and, and all of this kind of stuff through the study of A Course in Miracles and practicing the work of Byron Katie. However, by the way that my relationship dissolved with her, it put everything that I thought was true about God and life into question. And as soon as I started crystallizing more belief system about God, then I was diagnosed with cancer, and it's being re-examined again. The interface between physical reality and spiritual life is just a huge field of interest to me. The next song that you've chosen for your Song of the Soul is called In the Stillness, and it seems to purport to say here is where the answer is, and maybe this is one of these periods of clearness. Is this still true for you, uh, that the answer is found in the stillness? Oh, you're going to bring me to tears with that question. This song, In the Stillness, I attribute the divinity of this song to my Quaker roots. Certainly, I do feel a connection to something that I cannot describe, and it's always available to me. One thing that my mom always told me was that God's voice is always as loud as my willingness to listen. So the challenge is to quiet down enough to get my guidance, to receive my guidance. And then, of course, the next challenge is to follow that guidance. And that's what In the Stillness is all about. Let's go into the stillness, which is by Sweet Spirit, which is my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Annabella Wood, and her former partner, Bobby Sue Bush. There is a place in you where there is perfect peace. There is a place in you where there is unlimited power. There is a place in you where love abides. There is a place in you that is the stillness.
stillness as, as part of regular discipline? Not really. Particularly when I have a house that I'm rebuilding, I consider that my meditation. Chopping wood and carrying water, I love the meditation of putting things together and bringing the spirit out of the wood or the stone or whatever the house is made of. I love to meditate on what would be the most beautiful way to finish this room. These are different types of meditations that I do. I, the answer to your question, I guess, is no. I do not take the time to sit and meditate separate from other life activities. Let's move on to your third song for your Song of the Soul. Uh, what point did this song and this experience of this surrender come to you? This came when I had been hauling gasoline in Los Angeles for 13 years considered it my career, thought I would stay with it for the rest of my working life. I moved up to the best company, had the highest pay, you know, the job of your dreams. And they had a six-month probation period. I did not get along with my boss. At five months and three weeks, he let me go with no explanation other than insubordination. Not only did he let me go, but he also blacklisted me made it impossible for me to get another gas hauling job in Los Angeles, which to me felt like the end of an entire career. At that point, I just felt that, like my life had just just ended, just crashed. Boy, if I had known then what I know now. But anyway, I believe it was the first time I really literally just just hit my knees and I said, you know, <laughs> nobody could screw up my life more than I have, so I might as well turn it over to this God that people talk about. Let's see if it makes any difference. And just, God, just, you know, if you're out there, come in and and make a difference here and change it. And the change was so immense. It was like the first time that I was really willing to allow God's help. And uh, the song is about that, Just Say Yes. There's a saying I've heard, it's particularly tickled the fancy of my wife. She says, it goes something like, you know, every time... A door closes behind you. God opens another door before you. Mm-hmm. But the time in the hallway can be a real bitch. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I always say it's hell in the hallway. And I also believe that the people that walk through that hallway with you, those are your friends. Just Say Yes is performed by Sweet Spirit. Again, that's my guest, Annabella Wood, and her former partner, Bobby Sue Bush. It's a song of surrender called Just Say Yes. Most of my life the word struggle and strife were used as my middle name. 
was too busy playing games. But once in a while I'd stop and pray, say, God, I want this list of things today. A small, still voice within me would say, Child, I love you, child, I miss you, child. Please won't you come home today? Child, I love you, child, I miss you, child. Please come home and stay. Just say yes. Yes! Say yes. Yes! Say yes to living in spirit. Just say yes. Yes! Say yes. Yes! Say yes and find heaven on earth. Well, as it turned out, the bottom fell out of the little world I had made. It felt so unfair, I was filled with despair. I fell to my knees and I prayed. Said, God, I'm willing to listen to you. Please show me what I have to do. And the small, still voice within me called, Child, I love you, child. I miss you, child. Please won't you come home today. Child, I love you, child. I miss you, child. Please come home and stay. Just say yes. Yes. Say yes. Yes. Say yes to living in spirit. Just say yes. Yes. Say yes. Yes. Say yes and find heaven on earth. Well, I did what was asked and I haven't looked back. I believe what spirit said. I'm happy, I'm loved, no more push come to shove. Still I am forging ahead. If you haven't already done so, the next time you stop and pray, when the small still voice within you calls, child, I love you, child, I miss you, child. Please won't you come home today Child, I love you, child I miss you, child Please come home and stay Just say yes Yes! Say yes Yes! Say yes to living in spirit Just say yes Yes! Say yes Yes! Say yes and find heaven on earth Just say yes Thank you. Yeah, after that moment of surrender, I started looking for a job, went to the newspaper of all things, and wound up finding a job 
where many people whom I had worked with previously were working, and it was just a dream of a trucking job. And it was everything that I had wanted in a trucking job and didn't realize. So that's why I say, you know, that moment of surrender, great changes did come about right after that. In that piece, you know, just say yes. Yes. Uh, who's, the, who's the one who yells out yes? I'm yelling yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm singing lead and just say yes. We had fun in the studio. We had a bunch of different people. You know, we dubbed over and all of this to get the yes. That's a fun one to do in churches and stuff, to get people yelling out with the yes and, and doing the rounds and all this different stuff. It's a very lively song. It's a lot of fun to perform that one. Sure sounds like it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's go on to number four for your song of the soul, Bits and Pieces. Oh, my. What a shift. Bits and Pieces. A lot of my spiritual searching was spurred on by anger, a a desire to not become depressed, to find a way to enjoy each day was important for me. But I was always afraid. I always had fear. It was like I constantly had to keep doing something. I had to achieve something. I had to I had to be a doer in order to have value. I found uh, A Course in Miracles and the work of Byron Katie simultaneously in my life. I studied both of them simultaneously, so I, I really have a difficult time separating which of my changes was brought about by which teaching. But the song, Bits and Pieces, when you do the work of Byron Katie, you do what's called a piece. And in this piece, you look literally at your thoughts and beliefs and their effects upon your life. And by working with those thoughts and beliefs, uh, can find more desirable effects in your life. And this is how we build our lives. And through doing this, each piece breaks off a, a tiny bit of fear. And so the song Bits and Pieces is a play on words because by doing a piece in the work, uh, a bit of fear disappears. And so Bits and Pieces is, is about that process of chipping away at my fear, at the, I call them lies, but most people would think that's a little rough, but the um, the ways that I covered up my fear, the way that I pretended I was happy when I was not the way that I tried to make a good life out of a life that didn't feel good, slowly chipping away at all of those lies. That's when I refer to lies in this song. Those are the lies that I'm talking about, this cage that I've built in my mind. I look through the bars of this cage, and the bars are these different kinds of lies. And I look at each lie specifically and bring it to truth and try, what does truth feel like on my tongue? Oh, my God, you know, my tongue could start bleeding if I told the truth, okay? And, you know, what would then happen? What would then happen? And so each little, even a euphemism, would be corrected to truth. Anyway, that's what Bits and Pieces is all about. It's a process. It's a a process that people can choose to go through. Uh, Some people have great benefit through doing it. Some people don't, but it's not for everyone. But Bits and Pieces is about that process. Bits and pieces are falling away I'm less asleep and more awake Fears disappear before 
And that, Annabella, was done by you as opposed to you as part of Sweet Spirit, right? This one was actually a group effort. The bass song was written by Donna Marie Carey, D-O-N-N-A-M-A-R-I-E-C-A-R-E-Y. She writes music from Course in Miracles. The bass music of this we found on an album of hers. That's also called Bits and Pieces. And we adapted it to the work because we realized the wordplay was perfect on it and it's a beautiful song. And Donna Marie is a friend of mine. Uh, She loves what we did with that song. So that song was a group effort of Donna Marie Carey and myself and Bobby Bush. And in the song you say, all those things I thought I was, none of them was true, all of them false. So the obvious answer is, what are you? Oh, that's that's the endless question. I'm different things at different times. Right now, I'm a woman fighting cancer, lying on a couch talking on the telephone. Um, I'm also spirit. I'm also 
uh, an employee at Home Depot. I'm also a partner to a beautiful lady who is taking incredible care of me right now. It changes all the time. The physical aspect of who I am changes and changes and changes. The spiritual aspect of who I am remains very constant. I am a loving spirit experiencing life right now. So have you ever been a prisoner, for instance? Prisoners can only take place in the physical world. Uh, I've never been in prison. I've never been a victim of our system of justice. I'm glad to say, I guess, as a Quaker, I'm not sure that's a badge of honor. I think the other is, but uh, anyway. Are <laughs> <laughs> you planning on getting arrested soon? Yeah, really, so I could be a good Quaker. No, absolutely not. I, I don't consider that part of Quakerhood. But certainly we are all prisoners of our belief system, without a doubt. We are all prisoners of what we believe is true. And we do feel those cages, those bars that we put around ourselves all the time by what we think is true. And the song Prisoner was a look at that. It was actually written pre any spiritual walk at all. The original song was written in 19... 82, I believe, in a bar. It was written to a lady. I then pretty much forgot about it through the years. And after the spiritual walk that I took with Bobby Bush and our breakup and the next walk, which was a whole more in-depth look at how could anything that these spiritual principles say is true, how could they be true, uh, when our relationship didn't last. It, it should have lasted. And, and, uh, and that right there, it should have lasted. That is a bar in my own jail cell. That is how I build my prison, is by saying that it should have lasted and it didn't. And so therefore, I'm, I'm caging myself up into misery. This song, Prisoner, was actually about release. I had a one-night stand with a man. And... Wow, it was it, he was fabulous. I had a great time. It, he reminded me of this feeling that I had had for the woman some 18 years previously. And so I resurrected the song Prisoner and made a few changes to bring it up to date. It's a wild song. It's it's um I love this song. It's almost about the ecstasy of allowing myself to be imprisoned by human desire which when I was on my spiritual walk, I spent hours and hours and hours. And, and during that period of time while I was with Bobby, I did have meditation time. I did set aside an hour every morning to do specific meditations to release all of that and to simply go into my body, to allow my body to bring great joy to me and abandon that's what this song Prisoner is all about, and it, it's almost a dichotomy because being imprisoned in bodily desire and joy was a freeing for me to allow myself to enjoy my physical being, which I hadn't even realized I was not doing. The spiritual walk had become so much my focus that I didn't realize I had been disallowing physical pleasure in my life and the song is all about rekindling physical pleasure well, and it's a wonderful song just like you said it's nice driving rhythm and it really has that compelling sense about it 
It's Prisoner, and it's by Annabella Wood, my guest for today's Song of the Soul.
<laughs> desire. If you look at the word desire, it's actually of the father. D is of and sire is father. The whole idea that somehow I got from my spiritual practice of trying to shut down my physical desires, the earthly desires, to try and make them somehow non-valuable, is, I think, the antithesis of what we're doing here on Earth. These desires come from somewhere, and none of us have all the same desires. If we did, life wouldn't work. These desires are of the Father. They're from the Father. I know that sounds really Christian of me, and so so be it, but... Amen, sister. Amen, sister. That's right. <laughs> in, God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> but they are holy. And, I mean, even when you're making love and you're coming to the climax, who do you call for? What do you say? You say, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, right? It's like, <laughs> how can we separate these things and say that one does not bring about the other. To me, looking back at all of this, it's just silly to try and minimize physical pleasure while we're here on Earth. We are physical beings, and physical pleasure and physical pain is all about, that's what we're doing right now. And to try and minimize them, I realized at some point that I was missing half the trip. I know that there are people who like to dichotomize that these things are God and these things are devil, or, you know, these Mm. things are good, these are bad. And I think that part of the whole Course in Miracles thought is, no, the only truth out there is love, right? Is that your experience of the teachings? Yes, indeed. I had a wonderful flash on that at one point where I really saw that everything is love. and that love takes different forms. Love takes the form of a tree. And then man comes along, cuts the tree, and cuts it into a two-by-four. Well, then that's love holding up the building that we use for our houses. Love is all of it, and love is energy. And I believe that Einstein, when he came up with E equals MC squared, he knew. He knew. He, he didn't call that energy love, but he knew that everything was energy. And if we take the next step and say that love is energy and energy is love, everything becomes love. Without a doubt, in my mind, everything is love. That doesn't mean that it all feels good. It certainly didn't feel good to learn that I have cancer. And it certainly didn't feel good to nearly die from what was supposed to be a very easy surgery that went bad. These things don't feel good. But that doesn't mean that it's not love. I think that our confusion about all of this is that we think love is supposed to feel a certain way, and it doesn't, in my experience. Uh, it's all things. It's the babies that are born on crack. It's, it's all of the experiences. And love does not necessarily mean you're going to take a smooth, easy ride. It's not sitting on a cloud. It's experiencing life. And life has a lot of ups and downs. It has a lot of pain with the pleasure. And it occasionally includes those moments of amazing grace. Indeed, it includes moments of amazing grace. Amazing grace just wraps all of this. It just wraps itself around everything. I I have a 
visual whenever I think that there is a God, which sometimes I believe and sometimes I don't. When I'm believing that there is a God and He's om- omniscient and nice and benevolent and all of these things, I have a picture of God with His arms wide, wide open. My picture of God is a, a fat black woman, like Aunt Jemima. That's God to me. When I picture God, I have this big, robust woman with a a large chest that I could just sink my head on and fall into a deep sleep. And and this is God to me. She's got her arms wide open, and there's a large space that I'm safe to play in. And it's anywhere in between her arms. Well, of course, her arms envelop all of the world that I know from here. I'm safe. I'm always safe here. I'm safe here with cancer. I'm safe here if I'm having the the time of my life, and I'm safe here if I'm fighting to keep my life. I'm always safe. And if I lose the fight for my life, I'm still safe because that's the journey of the soul. The body is not the soul. And when the body falls away, the soul does continue. So just because I died does not mean that I was not safe. But before we move on with this song of Amazing Grace, Amazing Grace comes in so many forms. And... What I experienced in the hospital this week, getting through this surgery, was amazing grace. The medical team, the nurses at, at Abington Memorial, I just wanted to thank my nursing team. They were just absolutely outstanding and, and right there to help me, and the doctors were on top of it. I would like to dedicate this playing of amazing grace to my nursing and, and medical team at Abington and thank them for bringing their amazing grace into Yeah. 
As I'm sure all of you noticed, it was done to the tune of The House of the Rising Sun, even some of the lyrics from The House of the Rising Sun mixed in there. Did you originate that mixture, uh, you and Yeah, I came up with that idea. The lyrics to Amazing Grace actually go with a number of different tunes. I heard somebody sing it to the tune of Gilligan Island. Do you like a little taste of that? It I, actually I would love to well. hear that one. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And you go on. <laughs> it's a fabulous uh, song. And, and I guess I know in that one that God must be the skipper. I would imagine. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Depends on who you are, you know. It could have been Ginger. <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, yeah, we came up with that, and I felt that the two songs, Amazing Grace and House of the Rising Sun, were really about the same issue. They were about the same dynamic in life, and that is life itself, being with people, interaction, the sinner meeting grace. Uh, Wow. I just felt like they were opposite sides of the same coin, and to put them together into the same song... That actually took place spontaneously when I was up in uh, Big Bear, California at a coffee shop singing with two other guitarists. And they looked at me and they said, do you know Amazing Grace? And I said, sure, we'd never played together before. We were just ad-libbing all of this. And I said, I sure do. I mean, they said, do you know House of the Rising Sun? I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, you sing the first verse and I'll sing the second and and then you third and then I'll do the fourth. Well, of course, they sang the real verses to House of the Rising Sun and I sang a verse of Amazing Grace in between each of the verses of the House of the Rising Sun. This song went on for maybe 15 minutes, and by the time we were done, the whole coffee shop was full, and there were people out on the boardwalk. There was standing room only. It was just amazing. The guys had really gotten into it, and we were all harmonizing with each other. It was just a completely memorable moment. So I've never let that one go. I'm glad you didn't let it go because that means you passed it on to us here, too. (laughs) Annabella, I just know that there are going to be people who can't live without having some of these songs. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. How would they get a hold of them? They would have to get in touch with me. Let's see, the songs that I do have available for sale have four of them. Life, Just Say Yes, Amazing Grace, and In the Stillness. So Life in the Stillness, Just Say Yes, and Amazing Grace are all available on CD. They're not all on the same CD. So let me know which songs you're interested in. I'll be happy to send them out to you. If you tell me that you heard about this on the radio show, I'll send them out. Send me $10 and $3.50 shipping and handling, and that would cover the shipping of the CD. So they should email AnnabellaWood at Yahoo.com? That's correct. And, of course, they can find a link for that on my website, northernspiritradio.org. I always have the links to my guests on my site. Well, I think it's maybe about time to wrap up Song of the Soul. You're recovering. You've got some more days, weeks at home? Yes, because of the problems involved in the first surgery, which we thought would take care of all this, I'm 
actually simply trying to regain my strength for another surgery coming up in a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm going to be six to eight weeks getting this taken care of and just moving through my thoughts one more time, looking at this belief system one more time. Who am I? What am I? What am I doing here on Earth? It's just a fascinating, fascinating experience. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul, Annabella. Oh, thank you, Mark, very much. This has been a, a complete pleasure. My guest for today's Song of the Soul has been Annabella Wood. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy That in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song